mysterious world of the inhuman experience a paranormal podcast where we explore the strange and unexplained my name is bobby anthem and with me as always the inhuman doomsday device my partner my ace my fellow inhuman this is doomsday for mcs with hollow skills who talk about clothing articles and dollar bills yep i'm bobby blades i'm not holocaust the war cloud but i'm here what's up <laughs> Holocaust is nice, man. I mean, to be clear, the the rapper. Yes, <laughs> not, yes. Not the, the evil plague on humanity. Much love <laughs> so. to Wu Tang affiliate Holocaust, aka War Cloud. For sure, for sure, man. We are talking about something pretty dark, though. We're not talking about the Holocaust today, but we are talking about something pretty dark today. And you know us, man. When we talk about something dark, we usually get darker. Yeah, man. We know how to go there, man. We know how to. We we can take we can start off talking about kittens and puppies and things and, and make it make it a sad thing. We're trying not to do that today. <laughs> but well, we tried, is... but I'm not sure how how good we were at you know making making light of the situation. I mean, we did make fun of a few things, which is probably bad. But hey, we're only inhuman. What can we do? We're only inhuman, man. You know. But it's something really that that everybody has been panicking over for the entire history of humanity, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the the end the end of life as we know it. Yeah, yeah, as we know it, or just all together, or you know, whatever, man. It's gonna happen at some point. It may or may not happen. Now we don't know. Nobody knows. But yeah. Everybody's just gonna keep on talking about it. So now we decided to talk about it. It may have already happened several times already, and, you know, it, things just keep resetting. Could be, man. Maybe but, this is just the next phase. Who yeah, knows? That's a tale for another time. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I'm Now that you bring that up, I'm kind of interested in getting into that. But in order to get into that, first, we're going to have to get into this. Welcome to the strange and unusual. <laughs> nope, I, I, I started off with that wrong at... Damn. <laughs> I knew I was wrong right when I was like, welcome to the strange and unusual. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, here, we, here, we, here we go. I got a question. I'm going to start with a question. Okay. But I, I think I got an answer ready for your question, but okay, go for it. <laughs> Are you ready to die? Mm, I don't know. I guess I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Uh, it's not like I want to, but yeah. I mean, how, how do you prepare for something like that? I mean, I guess you can kind of prepare like, you know, physically and you can you can get ready to make sure that your loved ones have everything in order and all of that. But ready or not, it's going to happen for everybody. Ready know? or not, here we come. You can't hide. <laughs> gonna find you. Oh, wait, wait. I, I actually I, I had a song queued up and here we go. Can you hear that? No. God damn it, and I'm sharing my <laughs> screen and everything. <laughs> that is not cool. 
Oh, okay. Well, that was REM singing It's the End of the World as we know it. That's appropriate because every so often people always seem to think, like, dude, it had to have been since the beginning of humanity. People have been talking about the world coming to an end or or just everybody dying, you know? Uh, it's like... I mean, there have been, there were cave paintings, there's like scrolls that we're finding and diseases come up all the time, man. And, and when, uh, when the bomb was de- being developed, uh, everybody thought that it was going to be the end of, a, of all of us. And then every time a virus comes up, everybody swears that it's just going to be the end of humanity. I've been hearing all of this stuff my whole life and it's not slowing down <laughs> at all. Yeah. I don't know, man. It seems to be like the, it seems to be the the main thing of hu- of human culture throughout history, as far back as we know it. Like, um, you had the biblical, like the biblical end of the world, and then you've had like the the fall of Rome, the Black Plague, just all kinds of stuff that everybody thought it was going to be the end of days, but it. it simply only wiped out like a certain portion of civilization and then kind of uh it kind of reset itself so i think if anything that that's what would happen again that's how it always works you know i mean we blow things out of proportion and sometimes things are really bad a lot of lives are lost and uh some people just don't care with the things that they're doing and and there's there really is potential for a lot of lives being lost but i mean we just keep soldiering on you know yeah uh, so it, it just i mean and, and we're kind of going through it right now you know as of the the time of this recording of course oh uh, yeah you know, COVID 19 and, and everybody's losing their minds and understandably so man it happens all the time and this is just the latest one you know you know what I find weird about that, though? Um, just this whole thing uh, with the coronavirus. And you know how my personality is where I'm, I'm the type of person who worries about everything. Yeah. And when it comes to this um, coronavirus, I'm not really thinking too much of it. And I got to say, I'm honestly not too worried. I'm not, yeah. I'm not stocking up on food. I'm not wearing face masks out in public. I am washing my hands because I do that anyway. You know, I got I yeah, same here. Clean. Um, I don't like touching doors and, and surfaces where a lot of people touch, but that's just me. Um, but I'm surprised that I'm not more more um, nervous, more neurotic about going out. Like, oh, no, I'm going to catch the coronavirus and I'm going to die. Um, I'm just not worried about that. I'm pretty much the same way, man. I mean, initially when when uh, the news came out, I was kind of afraid, just like I was afraid when everything else came out. Oh, no, I'm going to catch the Zika. Oh, man, I'm going to get Ebola. Oh, man, I, I know I'm going to get AIDS. I probably have it. You know, just everything. You know, uh, SARS, West yeah. Nile virus, all of, this, all of this stuff that was supposed to kill every single one of us. And... and I panicked less and less for each one. And I, I guess that's where I am with this now. I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, this is pretty bad. Um, I, I mean, it, it is going to hit us hard. It is. Like, there's, there's no getting around that. It's going to hit us very hard. And as more information comes out, it's like, all right, well, I'm, I'm seeing just how hard it's going to hit us. You know, yeah. it's going to... It's going to do some damage to the economy, to the world economy. Okay, that's that's a thing. That's going to happen. But you know what? I'm, I'm already... 
you know, full disclosure, uh, I'm disabled and low income, so it's not gonna do too much more damage to me than than I already have in my life. It uh, might affect and, your benefits. Uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, right, like it kind of evens us out a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, as far as as far as like, we're probably all gonna get it, you know. Like it, it's probably a thing that everybody is gonna have, you know, because there's just no stopping it, you know, right. unless they figure out uh, some type of uh, vaccine or some type of way to combat it, other than staying away from humans and washing your hands and all of that. We're probably all gonna get it, and I freaked out some of my friends by telling them that, you know, because they're hearing all the conspiracy theories. Oh, it was made in the lab, and and we're all gonna get it, and everybody's gonna die. And I'm like, well, I mean. It may or may not have been made in a lab. I don't really know the facts there, but yeah, you're probably gonna get it. So just, you know, just get comfortable with that idea. Yeah, and you know what? The what I've been hearing is the people who are worried about dying from it. You're, you're kind of no less likely to die from it than you are from catching the flu. It's um, mostly elderly people, those with pre-existing conditions, and it depends on like the severity of it, wh- how your immune system is, like when you do catch it. Right, but you know what? We're getting we're getting a little deeper into this than than I yeah. uh, actually thought we would. And shout out shout out to our friends Agent Anderson and Agent ETA, who you had a good conversation with. Oh you know, hell on this, yeah, we this got whole topic. We got really deep into that. I mean, Agent Anderson yeah. was extremely well informed on that topic, and I'm sure yeah. he's still, I'm sure he's still keeping track of it, the coronavirus. Yeah, so I appreciate those guys coming in and having that conversation with you because it was very informative and it was it was a good listen for me. But we're here today to talk about other things and other times that everybody on the planet has panicked about life coming to an end here. Yeah, the end of the world, the end of, uh, well, maybe not the world, but the end of human life. Right, yeah, the earth will be just fine. Yep, <laughs> it, it always bounces back. Yeah. It's resilient like that. So let's 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 get into this, man. What are some of the ways that uh, that people thought, you know, it would would be our certain end? Uh, well, the one that I've been hearing about, I guess, since I was a kid, and we found out there was a hole in the ozone layer, um, and they talked about global warming, and so like that's uh, that's kind of the top of the list right here. Mm-hmm. Climate change is the biggest threat facing the planet. Many scientists are talking. Climate change could make extreme weather more severe, increase droughts in some areas, change the distribution of animals and disease across the globe, and cause low-lying areas of the planet to be submerged in the wake of rising sea levels. The cascade of changes could lead to political instability, severe drought, famine, ecosystem collapse, and other changes that make Earth a decidedly inhospitable place to live. Now, hmm. how do you feel about that? I mean, I guess there there have definitely been some changes, you know, but I guess the language now, you know, the, the language now that they use is climate change rather than global warming, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and I guess climate change would be more accurate. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've been hearing the same thing. You know, we're the exact same age. So, you know, for our whole lives, we've, we've been hearing this and. I mean, I don't know. We we adapt and we adjust, and yeah, the world is screwed up. The world is screwed up in a whole lot of ways. So for uh, for climate change to be the one thing that's going to end us all, I mean, maybe I don't know. Well, if there's one thing, I mean, where cockroaches 
are probably more suited to live in inhospitable areas than we are. Like, yeah. look at a roach that can survive nuclear war, fallout and everything. Um, but we are extremely adaptive. And, um, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to quote uh, Braden from ATT and just say life will find a way. Um, <laughs> it, it may wipe out all but 1% of life on the planet, but that 1% is going to thrive and the gene pool is going to kind of switch around. And I think um, humanity will survive in, in some form or fashion. Yeah, man. I mean, even if it doesn't, well, first off, I have a, I have a roach tattooed on my right bicep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we know we know who's going to survive nuclear war here. <laughs> At least my right arm. Yeah. <laughs> I have tremendous power in my right arm. But maybe it's, it might not be too comforting to other humans hearing this. But for me, I'm like, I mean... Even if the even if our climate changes to the point where we cannot survive, there's going to be life. You know, the roaches will outlive us. I'm fine with that as long as I'm not around. You know, it, it, and the tardigrades. It, yeah. The tardigrades are always going to be here, man. Those are tough little bastards. Boy, well, don't they live in the? I, I mean, I watch a lot of Ant Man, and I see them living in the quantum realm. So you know, um, I don't know if that's true, but hey, we could always like miniaturize ourselves and go live in the quantum realm. Where time does not exist. If you can figure out how to do that, yeah, yeah. I might be down. I, I'd love um, to be that smart, but I don't think I'll ever achieve that level. Well, I finished school a long time ago, and I didn't do a great job of it while I was there. But. I mean, if it, if it requires math, then we're all fucked. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that. I'm done there, man. I'm 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 dead with the change of the climate. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do we have next? <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, the dinosaur's favorite next. We've got asteroid. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The thing that's scariest about that is we don't know, we don't know when it could happen, and whenever it does, we have no plan in place to to stop it. Yeah. But you know the crazy thing? Asteroids hit our planet all the damn time. Yeah. They're not yeah. big enough to cause any damage or, you know, we don't really hear about them, but they're always there's always debris in space right. coming into the atmosphere. So, you know, they're always hitting us. It just yeah, depends I'm on the size of the thing. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a few things. I mean, if my science is correct, which it, it might not be, you know, I'm not a, not a scientist, but... You know, a lot of it, like our atmosphere does protect us from certain things. And plus the planet being so much water, there's a lot of it hitting the water. Like there's a better, a bigger chance of everything hitting the water than actually hitting land. Yeah. And plus, or it's disintegrating before it reaches landfall. Exactly. Yeah. Um, thanks to the atmosphere. Yeah. And, um, and plus we have, we have a nice big ass goalie. That's shielding us from a lot of damage, man. Jupiter is out there just snatching up everything, <laughs> just swatting everything away from us, you know? Yeah. And if I, anything and Ju Jupiter makes it enormous. past that, then um, we're pretty much screwed. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking yeah. at this thing here. It's um, the Tunguska event where a massive meteoroid damaged about 770 square miles of the Siberian forest in 1908. Um, yeah. and astronomers know only about a fraction of the, of the debris lurking in our solar system. So that's pretty crazy. 
I mean, like I said, if you, when you look outside and I, where I'm at, I see falling stars a lot. Like I'm always looking outside on the porch or something and I'll see a shooting star. And I'm just like, all right, great. That's like either space junk coming down to earth or it's a bunch of meteorites, you know, fl- uh, burning up in the atmosphere. Uh, or aliens. Aliens. <clears throat> I'm not saying it was aliens, <laughs> but aliens. <laughs> but I mean, as far as like a, a giant asteroid, you know, <clears throat> as far as I know, again, I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I listen to a lot of stuff and I don't take notes because I'm not taking a quiz on this stuff. But we we really don't know if there really is a big one that's coming uh, that that got past Jupiter and that that's like not it's too big to burn up in our atmosphere. Yeah, man, it could pummel us. It happened to the dinosaurs. It could very well happen to us. And if it does, we do not have a plan in place. So it's just going to happen and we're just going to have to. Yeah, well, I was going to say we're just going to have to deal with it, but there's really <laughs> nothing we can do. We're just going to have to accept it. I mean, it's a. Uh... It's nature. You can't uh, you can't will it away. It's just something that's going to happen. And I mean, I, I lived my whole childhood under the threat of end of the world type situations where I thought, you know, is today the day that uh, the world could end? Because, you know, I don't want to get too deeply into it. But, you know, the, the kind of church that I went to, it was a little messed up, especially for a kid where they're always talking about how the world is going to end. Is it going to end in fire, flood, this and that? And, you know, as a little kid, as sensitive as I was growing up, it's like, oh, could today be the day that everything ends? <laughs> it's right. like, you got to get everything right. done. It's like, damn, I want to live my life. Yeah. And see, that's the thing, too, though, because we've always been hearing that, like, in, in different in different places you have uh you have some kooky religious people and i'm not crapping on religion i'm i'm religious you know so whatever you know I'm, and i know that a lot of it is crazy if not all of it it's crazy crazy talk uh but a lot of them say yeah this is exactly what it says is going to happen when the world is going to end and all the signs are there so uh the the world is going to end really super soon yeah i've been hearing that since I've been hearing that my whole life. And when you see people pointing out the signs or telling you what the signs are, then you start looking for them and you see them everywhere. And they all kind of make sense in the context that they're, that they're bringing it up. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, But as far as the asteroid, a little bit back to that, because I could talk about the, I could talk about the the churches and the (laughs) the cults and all of the doomsday stuff, you know, forever. But as far as the asteroids, there's a lot of big brains working on how to, uh, how to survive that sort of thing. Brains much, much bigger than mine. So, but if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And there's nothing we can do about it. Unless we send uh, Bruce Willis and Billy Bob Thornton into outer space, you know, that might not work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> a lot of faith in them. yeah too much perhaps too much faith huh i like both of those guys but mm, i don't know yeah. but what else do we have <laughs> uh we got something that we were just talking about uh, the third one is pandemic oh okay <clears throat> okay so right. like yeah we've uh you know we've survived a lot of those and i'm sure people have caught them i'm not saying they it was like Uh, false flag or anything like that because I've known people who've got the bird flu and uh, the swine flu and all that Mm -hmm. but it it wasn't as widespread as everybody said it was going to be or they were predicting you know it, it was it was rather contained pretty well 
Yeah, but you know what the thing is? For every one of them, all of them, SARS, West Nile, all of them, they've all been terrifying, you know, at the time because they were they were things that none of us had ever heard of before. Like this was new stuff and they were telling us, oh, brace yourself, this thing is going around, sorry. And we're yeah. like, oh man, this is gonna kill it. Like, so I wouldn't I wouldn't say that the fear was irrational, you know? I thought the, the fear was rightfully placed. Um, because we didn't, we had no idea. Right now, we don't have much of an idea, but more and more information is coming out mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, with the coronavirus, COVID nineteen. You know, so um, but yeah, dude, I remember. Like I said a little earlier, I remember panicking. You know, different levels of panic for all of these things that went around. You know, so I'm just, I'm at the point now where I'm like, oh, okay, well, here's another one. Um, if if we do face if we do face something that's going to wipe us all out, I think we'll probably know immediately, you know, well, maybe not. I don't know how immediately we'll know, but <laughs> there'll be, it'll be, and, and this, I heard this from the guys at ATT, you know, alien theorists theorizing the thing that's probably going to kill us. If it is a virus or a disease or something, it'll probably be something that kills us on contact, like within hours. You know, yeah. so it, it probably won't be something that we hang on to for a couple of weeks and we have a chance of getting better. It'll probably be something manufactured or something somehow mutated ridiculously that's just going to kill us super quickly. And that's just not what's happening right now. No, but you know what's crazy about West Nile virus is that it's still around. And it, every summer we have a watch for that because it's carried by the mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, this has nothing to do with the uh, with with anything spreading. It probably should have though. But uh, <laughs> several several years ago, during the height, uh, me being uh, me being younger than I am now, and uh, being a uh, recording artist of the hip hop variety, I, I put together a project called the West Nile Virus. <laughs> <laughs> what a name! I was trying to capitalize on things like that. I, I, I was also planning on making a set, uh, um, you know, it, it's follow-up project called SARS. But SARS. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't follow through. And, well, now you got to capitalize on this and be like, call it Corona or oh, COVID, no, COVID-19, man. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't follow up on the West Nile virus because I feel like I would have to, you know, I would be locked into putting out a project for everything that's killing a bunch of people and making them sick. <laughs> like Bobby Anthem, HIV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we covered we covered <laughs> pandemics and diseases and viruses on, on you know, for a yeah. large part of the opening of this conversation. And like <clears> I said, <throat> the, the uh, conversation that you had uh, with the guys from Alien Conspiracy Podcast, shout out again. So yeah. um, moving on to the next one, what else do we have? Oh, we got this one and um, it's called basically uh, fungal, like fungal infections, but like not the kind of fungus that you're used to thinking about. Y- you know, that scary type of fungus, uh, cordyceps, it-, it gets in and it takes over your not. Well, not the humans, but it, it-, it takes over bug brains. Basically. Oh, yes. Scary man. as all get out. I mean, that scares the crap out of me. Yeah, that and... is wild, man. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't prepared oh. for this one because you know 
certain things certain things kind of creep me out a little bit so yeah. there's only so much research that i can do but yeah I, I i am familiar with this and it really is wild man it gets into their brain yeah um, and there's just the one... um there's a there's a new amphibian fungus um it's called uh, a sith or no wait chytrid fungus i believe and it's wiping out frogs across the united states and um, if there was ever a fungus that would get into humans, it would be catastrophic. I mean, antibiotics are not like always 100% at treating fungal infections. And so if there was something out there like the cordyceps, and I'm going to go back to that because it scared the hell out of me. And the, like the, the video game, um, The Last of Us is kind of based on that where people get it and they've got like fungus growing out of their face and everything. And they're basically like freaked out zombies from 28 days later. Um, uh-huh. it's, it's just crazy, man. Um, but yeah, I was watching a lot of YouTube videos on things like that where um, a lot of parasites get in, like take over the brains of uh bugs and even mice too like uh, the parasites that live in cat feces mice eat it and then it makes the mice attracted to the cats so the mice yeah. go up to the cats and then the mice get eaten and you know the life cycle continues but yeah man yeah. Fun- fungus is no joke is that like the the same type of thing that like it's the cats are infected with it. It's in their urine and yeah, it, it's basically uh, it, in their makes... feces and their urine and then mice. Well, um, well, not, I'm talking not just mice. I'm talking about how it affects people, like particularly women uh, who happen to own those cats. Like, oh unless, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Unless this is something different than I'm thinking about. Like there were cases of of women who just like their inhibitions would just be gone. They would just be out just sleeping around and like just hurting people and just doing all kinds of stuff yeah they, i heard they about that it back to, i'm not entirely yeah. sure though but i i do know that they want um they want women pregnant women and uh babies like toddlers to stay away from like litter boxes and stuff um they don't want pregnant women cleaning litter boxes without a face mask because apparently that that parasite can get in like, I'm not sure how this works. I'd have to bring up the page and look it up. But they don't want pregnant women going around that stuff because it can, like, do the things that you said. Mm. And, damn, I wish I had the research to back this up right now. Yeah, that's okay, man. We can look that up. And, and yeah. anybody who's listening to this right now, if you're familiar with with any of this, then hit us up and let us know. Yeah, let us know. I wanna, yeah, yeah, these are things that I heard a little bit about, and now that they're coming back up, like I, I kind of want to know a little bit more about it. Yeah, dude, parasites and like fungus, they're, I think I'm more afraid of that than I am afraid of the coronavirus. Really? Like anything that could take over your brain um, and make you act out of character. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the control freak in me. I wouldn't want to do something like that, you know? It's, I guess that's uh, kind of why I've never drank or, or you know, done anything like that. Because yeah, uh, I'd rather be I'd rather be in control of the little bit of brain that I have. <laughs> right, and it, it just uh, I guess you would really be like if you were that much taken over by a parasite, you wouldn't really be aware of the level of possession. I'm gonna call yeah, it probably not. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
I mean, you're probably worrying for nothing because you wouldn't even realize it. Well, no, because to you, they would be your own thoughts, mm-hmm. I would, I'm guessing. So you wouldn't even you wouldn't even recognize that anything was different. The other people in your life, they would probably realize it, though. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's pretty damn scary. I don't know, dude. It is. It's, it's something that I've never really thought a whole lot about. But now I'm terrified. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Anytime you anytime you need some horror stories, you know, I'll just look up on the old Internet and bring them to your door. Sweet, man. Internet, <laughs> a wretched hive of scum and villainy. So oh, what's yeah. next, man? What do we have? <laughs> All right. So the next one is uh, engineered disease. That kind of goes in line with some of the other stuff, you know, with the yeah. pandemic and the... But this one, all right, in 2011, the scientific community was outraged that researchers had engineered a mutant version of the bird flu that was transmissible in ferrets and transmitted transmitted via the air. The results sparked fears that engineered deadly diseases could inadvertently escape from the lab or be intentionally released, leading to a global pandemic. Um, so that's kind of one of the conspiracies what's going on around now about the coronavirus. And that's a conspiracy theory that's attached to all of the diseases and viruses that we brought up before. Yeah, pretty much. All of them that go around, you yeah. know, even 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 HIV, which people are still talking about now. They're saying that it was created in a lab to wipe out, uh, you know, certain groups of people. Um, yep. It could happen, you know. I mean, humanity has done some disgusting things, man. We're always trying to find new ways to kill each other. So biological warfare. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I feel like that's one of the most likely ways that we are all going to die. It's it's gonna be at our own hands. Yeah, I mean, nuclear war. That's always a. That's kind of always on the mind of people. It's not always at the forefront, but it's right there. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think about it a lot, but I do think about it, you know? Yeah. I don't think about it as much as as much as I probably should, as much as we all probably should, because, I mean, we're all vulnerable to it at, at any point, man. We We all have a bunch of crazy people leading us. And that's just, like, that's not... That's not um, pointing to any particular political side. They're all crazy people. Yeah, they, <laughs> they got their finger on the button at all times. And, you know, just waiting for that, waiting for that perfect excuse for uh, <laughs> let's play global thermonuclear war. Right. I remember hearing one guy, I can't remember who it was, but I remember hearing one guy saying that he loves war. Really? I can't remember who that was for the life of me. I don't know. Was but this, I'm not pointing any political was, side or anything. Was this uh was this like a uh, politician saying that or was it just a guy <laughs> off the street? I, mean, I don't know, man. He, he he's on a street. He lives on a street. <laughs> but but uh Oh man. But it could happen at any moment, you know? That's that's pretty much where we are, man. We live in a volatile world with a bunch of volatile people and crazy people who hold power and they're willing to they're willing to kill everybody they're willing to die to fight for whatever ridiculous cause it is that they have you know and you can't tell anybody that they're wrong everybody's right in their own mind and and yeah they it, hold it all matters such what little side. value to so it, it could happen that's that's i mean i don't know that's 
to meet us that's one that's very likely and could happen at any given moment yeah and uh I'm reading this here about the doomsday clock. I always thought that was just like something in movies. I didn't think that was no, real. No, it's thing. real. <laughs> yeah, that's real deal, Holyfield. Okay, wow. It's so it's, uh, during the Manhattan Project, it was set at five minutes to midnight. So yeah. what happens when we reach midnight? Are we like totally screwed? We're, yeah, we're, we're gonzo. We're dead. Okay, midnight, all dead human dead. life expires and uh, the roaches take over the earth. Roaches and tardigrades. Yep. yep. <laughs> Water bears. Yep. The meek shall inherit. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to look up that doomsday clock. That seems pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I've been hearing about that, well, pretty again, pretty much all my life. It's just because of the, the types of stuff that I always like to read. Um, but I don't know enough to tell you offhand, like, right now to you know give you like an educated well this is when it was you know created and all that i don't have all that so i don't want to screw i don't want to screw that up so definitely look it up anybody who's not familiar with the doomsday clock yeah look that up if you're like me hashtag look it up i need to know Uh, but yeah definitely if if you guys have any insight on this um list that we're going through send us an email at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com we definitely would love to hear from you for sure. Yeah, we always like to hear from you. And I'm, I'm actually happy that we have been getting some feedback from some people. So that's pretty cool. Oh, hell yeah. It's always nice to get some feedback. You know, we're, we're doing this show not just for ourselves, but like to get a, kind of a little community going. And uh, we definitely want to hear from you, hear your thoughts on things. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. But yeah, we got uh, a couple more on the list here. And I know this is one of your favorites. And I love thinking about this because this is cool and it's kind of like what's going on now. But uh, we're talking about robot ascension. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. man, I just recently I was listening to we're going back to shout out to ATT, but I was hearing them talking about um, Boston College has robots that can do basically parkour now. And <laughs> that's pretty damn scary when you think about it, because it's like they could chase you and you know there would be no way to kind of escape from them <laughs> <laughs> they scary, could be doing flips over dope, things and they could punch your heart right through your chest <laughs> yeah like pff, freeze <laughs> <laughs> you have five seconds to comply <laughs> <laughs> that's where it's headed man oh man that's, I go, that's pretty wild i go through periods of time where i'm deathly afraid of robots and artificial intelligence but then i go through periods of time where i'm like yeah good you know what yeah bring them because humanity is screwed man humanity is is just twisted and and demented and there's like i it doesn't seem like it's getting better people still want to fight people still want to hate each other and people still want to think that you know, I'm right and you're wrong and everybody else is wrong and I'm the one who's right all the time. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you should, uh, I hope you die, you know, and how dare you say that, that I'm wrong and not see things. You know, so there's too much of that. So as far as I'm concerned right now at this moment in time, uh, let the robots and the computers take over. Let them, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll likely do a better job than we're doing. You know? Not if they they'll become clear. us, though, you know. Like once they become self-aware and then, you know, their their evolution would probably move at a like 
at a faster pace. So over the course of maybe 10, oh, 15 years, they would probably get to where we're at and be like, I dislike you. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> I'm sure going to shut you us. down. <laughs> but and no, I, I mean, they, they, they probably dislike each other. They'd be, you know, after we're wiped out, the the factions of robots would kind of go to war with one another, um, you know. And they'll rename the planet Cybertron. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> that sounds like that's where you're headed. Oh. But <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I go through I go through my moments, you know. Um, right now, I'm thinking it, it, it'll be pretty cool. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the robots and the computers to take over. You know, Elon Musk, the closest thing that we have to an actual Tony Stark on this planet he's telling he's warning about ai mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. And so, AI is, I mean, that... it's pretty creepy though you know e even as it is now where we've got the ai that's not like the kind of ai that we're worried about which is like siri and alexa we're not really right. worried about it because it's kind of uh it's limited but yeah, right uh, now yeah it, it's still creepy as all get out I mean, you're like a lot of times I will just and we've gotten into this before where like Siri is always listening to you. So yeah. <laughs> but to think that. Um, all right. So you've got a robot and it's uh, it, it's a self-aware robot and they give it human characteristics, but it doesn't move like a human. And I think that's hardwired into our DNA to kind of uh, be wary of anything that moves in a strange manner or speaks in a strange manner because it's like yeah. it's a it would be a threat to us um and so i don't know where i was going with that point but I, i'm just mean it, it's freaky that's all i want to say it's freaky yeah it's freaky and uh <laughs> it's another one that could very well mean the end of us it really could you know we're we're I, it's, this is something I say it all the time. Well, not all the time, but I say it often enough. We are actively creating our own replacements. Yeah. Uh, you know, that is a thing that we're doing. So. We're going to outlive ourselves. In some way, but I don't I know, mean, man. In, in a way, in a way, in a strange way, I kind of hope I'm around when uh, the robots do take over. Now, I just, it's just something I want to see. <laughs> All right, dude. All right. But I'm thinking of uh, in terms of this now, if uh, people are uploading their consciousness, kind of like, uh, you know, the Cylons yeah. and everything, you, right. you, you stray from your body, you upload your consciousness into yeah. like that big matrix of whatever it is. Right. And then you can download yourself to anybody that you see fit as when your other body expires. Um, would that be the same as like the robots taking over because there would still like you would have a human mind but you would just be living in a robot body right so i would say technically no because it's still a human consciousness yeah do you think we could uh coexist with them like that in that fashion uh i don't know because i would imagine that their thinking if you can even call it that i, I mean i guess you could argue that it would be thinking it would be different than ours you know we would still be a different i mean would you be able to call them a species at that point but mm. we would still be different and we don't we don't uh just on just among l us living things on this planet we have a really bad track record of dealing with things that are l a little different oh yeah definitely 
Yeah. So I don't think it would be a peaceful thing. No, I guess the the uh, I was going to say pessimist, but the optimist in me is hoping that we can overcome this. But it doesn't seem like that's a good that's going to happen, you know? Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. Bottom line, uh, eventually, if those other things don't kill us, yeah, the robots will eventually take over and they'll enslave us, us and use us for spare parts. Probably, yeah, 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 yeah. Maintenance, whatever, yeah. entertainment, pets, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but Make what else? Biological do we have? organisms. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so overpopulation is number eight. Okay. And that's kind of uh, that's kind of happening right now, though. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of overpopulation going on right now. You know what? Yeah, it, it is happening. Uh, but there is there is always something that comes around to push our numbers back a little bit, you know, be it a war or disease like what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's always something. But what is a little... I guess you could say scary. I, I don't know if it's scary, but people are living a lot longer now. People are actually somehow living healthier now. But just just 50 years ago, the Earth's population was less than half of what it is right now. Yeah. You know, just in 50 years, man, our population has more than doubled. Mm-hmm. So... So yeah, overpopulation is like how if we were living on this earth 50 years like like that's 5 years before I was born, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like if I if I could go back and and like look at the world then versus looking at the world now. I'm like how how are there so many people on this planet? Like where are you going to fit all these humans? Just way too many humans. Yeah, that there's only so many homes that you can build. Um yeah. And so you can't pack people in like sardines because then you got what, like in the cities now where people live so close together, there's a lot of strife because, you know, people don't want to live that close to each other. We, we don't like somebody in our business all the time. And I mean, that's just kind of human nature, you know, um, back when probably like the 1600s, when people were huddled together as a close community for survival, that was different because you didn't have like seven to eight hundred people packed into like um 16 city blocks or whatever you know it was just it was much different but right now the way it is it's like there's a lot of cars on the road there's a lot of people and there's just uh not enough room it feels like i mean but just think about like beside that think about how we're just burning through the resources that we have here and our resources are limited man you know there's only so much that we can that we can get from this planet oh, and yeah. just we're destroying the nature of this planet man we're we're tearing down the nature that we need to breathe and, and <laughs> yeah. we need to eat we're tearing it down and paving over it you know? and to go along with that one thing i noticed um when i was younger and i'm sure you noticed it too because we're both the same age um there were a lot more trees and it wasn't thing like when it was windy we didn't really feel the wind as much but now that i see it like i go places and there's like shopping malls and doctor's offices and all that and there's not a lot of trees it's like you get big gusts of wind that like can basically knock you off your feet right and i mean 
we we also we use the trees for oxygen but we use them to also buffer the wind and uh to also buffer like a lot of the a lot of the ultraviolet rays that are coming down and if you're getting rid of the trees we're actually you know hastening our own demise basically because we haven't done anything to replace that yeah we're destroying this planet man it's just like we said on on uh an earlier episode that we released you know the the earth is a living thing and it's sick right now because it's infested with this parasite we are the parasite (laughs) yeah we are we are a virus on this planet oh man you just brought me back to that movie virus with uh jamie lee curtis Uh, i've never seen that oh man (laughs) yeah it's it's a, a robot that like a sentient robot from outer space man Oh man, I'm I'm watching that. Yeah, you definitely I'm have definitely, to check it out. For sure, man. It's called Absolutely. Virus. It uh, it replicates itself with uh, parts of the ship and everything. It's so cool. Everything about that sounds like something that I'm into. So I'm definitely checking that out. Hell yeah. <laughs> so the culmination of all this is what's called the snowball effect. Um and uh, it's like basically global warming and then increasing the prevalence of pathogens, widespread shifts in climates, the ecosystem collapses, making it harder to produce food, the bees go extinct and they can't pollinate the crops or the trees, um, water becomes tainted, and so it's like instead of one big thing to wipe us out, a bunch of tiny little catastrophes all clustered together kind of screw us over. Uh, that sounds terrifying enough. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's uh, it's just like there's so many things that could wipe us out, and if if we were aware like that, we're kind of on the precipice of being wiped out as we speak. Um, I don't know if we do anything about it. Like, would we care? Would would we even try to change? I mean, there are people who are trying to change things, and then there are people on the other side who are like, oh, "You're you're idiots. You know, we're doing just fine." You know. And those are usually the people who in some way have, you know, have to profit from uh, (laughs) destroying the rest of us. Big everything. Big everything, man. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's it's pretty scary, but it goes right along with everything else that we've been saying. You know, Um, it's a scary thing, but we've been hearing our whole lives pretty like for the entire history of humanity that we're in danger of being wiped out and just going back to something that I just said a couple of minutes ago, just within the past 50 years, our population has more than doubled. Yeah. And uh, like, just as we have had the stories handed down to us from generations prior, we are going to be handing our stories down to those generations that come after us. Yeah. Maybe, and that's the thing, you know, we, we don't know. Maybe, maybe the world is going to come to an end, or maybe life on Earth is going to come to an end sometime soon. We don't know. We've been hearing the same thing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe somebody's going to be having this same conversation 5, 10, 20, 40, 80 years from now. Who knows? <laughs> maybe we'll uh, find another planet to populate. Maybe we'll upload our consciousness into robot bodies, or maybe we'll transcend like the elders on Stargate SG-1 um, and become beings of pure energy. We, we don't know. But uh, we want to hear your thoughts. So um, why don't you let them know where they can hit us up? <laughs> 
You can uh, find us on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. Just hit us up. Uh, our intern will relay the message to us and we will make sure to get back directly to you. And also you can hit us up in human experience podcast 19 at gmail.com. Uh, make sure to have something in the subject line just so we know that it's uh, not spam and it doesn't get directed to the spam folder. So we know that you're not a robot. Yes. So you're not a or robot. A, or you, a virus. You could have, you could actually have that in the subject line. I am not a robot. Or a nuclear bomb. Or, or, uh, or a fungus. Ugh, or a snowball. <laughs> I like snowballs, man. I eat those things. Those are delicious. <laughs> <You eat> balls. <laughs> <laughs> Contacting Inhuman Resources, a Q&A segment where you can have your cues aid by these two jackasses, at least to the best of their limited abilities. Feel free to ask any question at all from how to make a peanut butter sandwich to how can I get my hot co-worker to notice me to how do manatees procreate? Any question at all. Just contact at IEXP underscore podcast on Twitter with the hashtag Inhuman Resources or email Inhuman Experience Podcast 19 at gmail.com with Inhuman Resources in the subject line. And we'll see what we can do about bringing you that much closer to enlightenment. Now transferring you over to the Inhumans. And... We got this question via email and it says, Hey guys, I recently rewatched mall rats and the question arose, would a Kryptonian be able to have sex with an earthling? I like that. I like, and I'll tell you <laughs> why, because I was just thinking about watching mall rats and now, uh, now I want to revisit, I want to revisit that scene where Brody is talking to Jason London about yeah. that exact same thing and who who would be able to have superman's baby i do remember that that was a that was an interesting and fun conversation to listen to <laughs> yeah um yeah. but damn like kryptonians they're basically humans but stronger and powered by earth's yellow sun um right. that's where they get their strength and so how would how would a Kryptonian be able to have sex with just a regular human and not like pull their arms off or anything like that while while in the act of sex? I don't know that it would be able to happen, you know? Um it seems like that would be brutal, you know. Yeah. Like if the Kryptonian was like Superman, you know, Superman Superman holds back with everything that he does. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we've heard him say that before. You know, he, he has yet to use the full extent of his power. But when he's in the act, he's, he's going to have to hold back so much. But then he might get a little too into it. And she <laughs> might just be like a, a puddle of goo, like a literal puddle of goo. Yeah, you know? he's going to pound her into just basically pudding. Yeah, Ugh. And, like, yeah. and especially, all right, you're thinking like 
Think of in terms of yourself, if you're having sex and you had to hold back, you're not really able to enjoy the sex because you're holding back. You're not able to let go fully. Um, right. And so if That's Superman were like, he wouldn't really get any enjoyment out of sex. He wouldn't get, uh, he wouldn't even be able to bust a nut. I mean, mm, oh, and that maybe. brings up another point. Okay. Now, see, that brought something else up. All right, if Superman, his body is impervious to, like, basically anything except for kryptonite. Oh, man, yeah. So how is he able to feel himself going yeah. in and out? You know what I'm saying? He probably wouldn't even fit. Man, that poor dude. Yeah, it's like... Wow. His, uh, it, it's basically like Luke Cage. How the hell would you feel anything if you've got this impenetrable skin? Like your your nerve endings, I doubt that they would even feel that, right? Right. Yeah, that's kind of sad. But Luke Cage has done a lot of penetrating. I've seen the series. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, basically, Luke Cage is not like Superman. I, maybe he could still feel things. It's just that nothing can penetrate his skin. Um, I don't know though. I wouldn't think that he would feel anything. You know? Yeah, clearly... because it's like, oh, this is so weird, man. Yeah, we we've yeah. just entered a whole new realm. Right now, I've seen I've seen certain things like uh, I was watching uh, the animated uh, Superman one time, and he was shaving, and of course he couldn't use any razors, so he's just looking in the mirror and using his heat vision to burn the facial hair off. Okay, you know, <laughs> so he work. has to he has to make adjustments to be able to do things but i just i don't know how he would be able to do that with a woman he would probably would he have to keep like a just like a little bit of kryptonite with him just so that he could weaken him enough so that he could feel things but then it's like yeah but even, like could even the, the smallest amount like of kryptonite yeah because the, the kryptonite even like in tiny amounts it would still basically cripple him it's getting sad. I'm feeling a little bad for Superman. Damn. But so you know what, though? <laughs> Circling back a little bit to, like, him pummeling, let's just say, Lois Lane, you know? Yeah. And he would just, he would pulverize her. You know, if it would like, General Zod, Zod wouldn't care. Like, he would laugh all the way through it, you know, while he's just crushing her into goo. Yeah. You know? He wouldn't, he wouldn't hold back at like, all. Yeah. Oh, but wait a minute, though. There's also, um... There's there's Ursa, and then there's Supergirl. So they're like the last two Kryptonian females. Right? Oh my they're, goodness, they're... I'm scared now. All right, can you imagine if you were to have sex with a Kryptonian woman? Oh man, I, you know. And she would squeeze her. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Forget it. You you'd come back and you'd be a eunuch. Yep. <laughs> I wonder if it'll be worth it though. No, it, you know what? It probably wouldn't be worth it because, again, like the whole thing would be demeaning and everything because she wouldn't even feel anything. Probably. No. Yeah. And would it be like just like, is it in? All right. Is so it the, would it be like having sex with a, a the crevice of a rock, you know, sticking yourself in there? I mean, because let's face it, you're you can't really penetrate them. So it would kind of be like having sex with a granite statue or something. That's what I'm thinking along the lines of. You know what? I don't know. That's because that, that leads off into another line of thinking. Like when Superman is Clark Kent and he's just walking around like people have people have touched him. People have felt him. Lois Lane has like grabbed his arm and stuff like that. When they do that, does he feel like a normal person or does he feel like steel? 
Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. You know, because that makes a difference. Like, if, if that's the case, if I'm if I'm banging it out with um with Supergirl or or uh, Ursa, like, do they feel like soft, like a lady, or you know, like when 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 we really get into it, or when I get into it, because they probably still wouldn't feel it. Do they feel like steel? I mean, they wouldn't like they would just lay there, just completely unimpressed. <laughs> Yeah. Totally unimpressed. We're gonna have to contact the creators of Superman for that for that answer, I think. They are from Cleveland. Well one of them was one of them was from Cleveland, the other one was from Canada. Who's that? Uh Joel Schuster and um uh something or am I getting am I just totally getting the names wrong? No, I think that's right. Um yeah. Are they even alive now still? I don't know. I don't oh, okay. keep up that much with uh, <laughs> with the creators of Superman. All oh, I know, man. all I know is that he was created right here in in luxurious Cleveland, Ohio. I want to know where we could find those answers, though. That's what I want to know. If anybody has those answers, they should let us know. Absolutely, man. Inquiring minds, uh, perverted inquiring minds, want to know. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I don't think we answered this person's question, but I we don't even have an answer, actually. We we just brought up a whole plethora of questions. Okay, well, here's a, here's a quick answer if you want an answer. Um, uh, Superman could do it once. So there you go. <laughs> he could just do it once, and that's it. Once. There you go. So <laughs> that's, there's your quick and easy answer to that quick and easy question. And anybody else who has a question, you can hit us up just like the lady told us. Yep. At Inhuman Experience Podcast 19 at gmail.com. Make sure you put the hashtag Inhuman Resources in the subject line or on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast with the hashtag Inhuman Resources. And uh, guess what's back? The shout-outs are back. <laughs> yeah, man. We got too many friends who show yeah. us too much love for us to just let it go. So we just we couldn't help it. We know that we go on kind of long sometimes with it, but we just have to show our appreciation. Yeah, and so, therefore, I am going to rapid-fire through these things, and we are not going to take 15 minutes on the shout-outs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best to get this through before the world comes to an end. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, um, so I want to begin with Shaheen with NuclearHeatShop.com. Get in the corner. Yuck, nasty, and dogger, baby. The WNC Super Party. Oh, that's my man. That's Papa Dave Sincere. That's Mike Smith, Johnny Florida, and Old Man Jenkins. All right, and then we're going in. Big shout-out to the Dirt Sheet Dudes. Oh, yeah, Boxman, Anthony, and Smart Wahlberg. Shout out to all three of those guys. Oh, yeah. And then that Hollywood hangout with Boxman and Anthony. And Smart sometimes, and also myself sometimes. Oh, okay, (laughs) cool. I didn't even know you were on there. Sometimes. All right, nice, (laughs) nice. Much love to Suplex City Limits. Oh, yeah, Jim Vicious and Tyler Fudge. That's our boys. Who's also a part of the Federation with his brother Travis. Sure thing. Uh, much love to the Smack It Down podcast. Ah, yeah. Also our boys. These are all friends of mine, so I can stop saying our boys. That's Jay Silver and Corey Gogol. <laughs> yeah. The Transcontinental Project. Lou Birch and Sensible Sam. That's our family. Word up. It's Pathetic with Scott and Rybread. Mm-hmm. The High Marks. Oh, yeah, man. G-Wiz Willoughby. Cheese Man. And my boy Mojo. 
<laughs> Shit. Much love to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Yeah, man, that's the other podcast that I'm on uh, every week, every Saturday. That's Morning with a U. Uh, Sean Paul Ellis and Dave Trumbor. Yeah, be sure to check that out. Also, uh, how many wooks could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wook? Archon's Corner with our boy the Wookie. I just recently spoke with Wookie, man. It was a fun conversation. I hadn't spoken to him in a while, so that was cool. Nice. Shout I got to get in Wookie touch with him. Family. Yeah. Uh, Yakuza Kick Radio. J Cat Morris. Yeah. Much love to Klondike Bill. Much love to our boy Burbs. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. man. That, the, the dude is extraordinary. God damn, I, I got to get in contact with him again, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, check out the Michael Deacon program. Much love to Michael Deacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one I'm about to say is quite the mouthful, so bear with me if I get it wrong because <laughs> it's kind of a tongue twister. But it's Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. With- yeah, man, that's Sir Dirk a lot, man. That's that's a good friend of ours. Recently started a new show, and I'm really, really digging it, man. Shout Love the Sir ACDC reference, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he plays a lot of good music, too, from all different genres. He's, a, he's legitimately a fan of all different genres, and you get to hear it all on his show. So check him out, man. He's on Mix. Hell yeah. Regularly scheduled hostility. Yep, with our boy Eric Turner. Much love to our fellow honorary inhuman, Nathan Mondor. He's uh, his podcast is coming out soon. It's coming soon, man. We're going to keep we're going to keep pushing you to get that out there. Oh, hell yeah. And then and then we're going to advertise the shit out of it. We are going to do that because you are one of us. One of us. One of us. What if Nathan was one of us? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, but continuing on, yeah. Uh, big shout out to Alien Theorists Theorizing. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, those dudes. <laughs> That's, they, they were nice enough. A couple of them were nice enough to appear here, man. Brayden, Dan, Zell, and Andrew. Hell yeah, much love we wanna, to those We want to get all of those guys on here, man. Yeah, I, we're gonna, I have we're, fun talking to those guys. We're going to collect them all, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> much oh, love to hit. Canadian Pokemon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Much love to Hysteria 51. Yep, that's Brent and John. Okay, yep. I wasn't sure if you wanted to say the names, but... (laughs) John Goforth and Brent Hand. And Conspiracy Bot. And Kyle, if we're going to name them all. Uh, Special thanks to the networks that provide us a platform, which would be the WNC Network and Wrestling Soup Network. Yeah, man. Thanks to those guys for uh, helping us out and giving giving us more ears to land on. Right on, man. And before we go, I do have a five-star review. And so, oh. yeah, we got a new one. So I said we were going to shout people out if they gave us five-star reviews. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. It's short and sweet and to the point, too. Um, so this one's coming in from Venom012. Uh, it says, great show with the exclamation point, five-star review. Keep up the good work. <laughs> you guys got a new listener. And so uh, Venom012, whoever you are, much love to you and thank you very much. We truly appreciate that. We really do. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And with that said, I think we're out of here. You've been tuned into the Inhuman Experience podcast. Join us again on this strange journey as these two 
geniuses attempt to make sense of the strange and the unexplained. If you've got a question or a story to tell, you can contact the Inhumans on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. Or you can email them at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com. Your story could appear on a future episode. Feel free to leave a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash inhuman dash experience dash podcast forward slash message and make yourself heard. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes for a shout-out and to have the review read by the boys. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time, we are the Inhumans. Are you experienced?